Hi, welcome to New Hope Community Church Online. The sermon you are about to hear was originally given by Pastor Chuck Wilson. New Hope Community Church, to know, to live, and to share Jesus Christ. We just finished a three-part sermon on money. So if you weren't here for that, get the tape CDs also. We talked about how Jesus talked about how we should have our treasures in heaven, how we should have our focus on eternal things, and also how we need to serve either God or money. Hopefully it's God. And we went through that whole thing. And if like we needed any uh, additional proof of why we shouldn't focus on earthly things, did you read the news what happened this last week? Somebody in California, their house was robbed. Right? Did you see that? Their house was robbed. The guy was away for a little bit. He was on a vacation. Came home. His house was robbed. They stole $10 million worth of stuff from his house. Hey, it could happen to anybody, right? Uh, $10 million worth of stuff was taken from his house when he got home. It was a car, some art, some jewelry, little stuff, right? And, uh, but he comes home and $10 million is gone, right? This is what Jesus has been talking about. It's dumb, right? You know, it's, it's, we, we don't get it. It's really dumb to, put, to store our treasures here. We should be storing our treasures in heaven someday, right? And uh, for heaven someday. And that's what, that's what Jesus has been talking. And we may not have $10 million worth of stuff, but we all have a lot of stuff, right? Ed was just telling me he was at a, an auction for a, an estate auction, right? What's that? Yeah, okay, someone passed away, and he was at the auction, and he was, we were talking about that, how you store all this stuff, and someday somebody auctions it off for pennies, really, right? Uh, what's that? Three hours all gone. And, and that's, that's the picture of what Jesus is trying to say. Store yourself. You can't, you can't take it with you, but you can send it on ahead. And we talk, we've been spending a couple weeks on that. Now, Jesus transitions to teaching on worry and anxiety. And this is connected to the whole money and materialistic mindset. And the title for today is, Don't Worry, Be Happy. Come on, everybody. <laughs> Don't worry. Be happy. Don't worry, be happy. <laughs> okay, good. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I wanted them to do that for the worship team, but I, they couldn't pull it off. Anyway, the, uh, I'm kidding. Now, that's a cute song, right? Cute song. Some of you remember that, been around long enough. But Jesus is talking about something a lot deeper than don't worry, be happy. A lot deeper. He's talking about true happiness. Remember the Sermon on the Mount, which we've been going through? And in the Sermon on the Mount, he's supernatural joy. He's not happy, but supernatural joy is not connected to outward circumstances, but it's based on a close relationship to Jesus Christ. It has nothing to do with what we're going through outwardly. It's what happens on the inside because of that relationship we have with Jesus. And when Jesus says, don't worry, be happy, he's not talking about this, this shallow happiness. He's talking about that deep, supernatural joy. He's talking about contentment. Contentment. Let's pray. Father, I could spend a year just in this verse because it's something we struggle with so much. And we'll continue to struggle with until we're with you someday. But Lord, we just pray that your spirit would speak to us through your word now and help us to be transformed in our hearts, in our minds, in our lives. And if anyone has carried in extra heavy burdens of anxiety and worry, that, Lord, we could walk out without carrying them out of here because we give them to you. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen.
Okay, I'm going to read the passage, but we're not going to do the whole passage today. In Matthew 6, 25, it starts off saying, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more important than food, and the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? And who of you by worrying can add a single hour to his life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed... I'm sorry, not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things, and your heavenly Father knows you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. We're going to spend a couple weeks on this one. But today, verse 25, and as far as I could get with it, it's just so much. Therefore I tell you, Do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more important than food, and the body more important than clothes? Don't worry. So, we're commanded not to worry many times in the Bible, many, many times, right? So if we do worry, what are we doing? Well, disobedient. It's called sin. Sin. Did you realize that? Every time we worry, that's sin. Did you realize that? It didn't say concern. Concern's good, but worrying, the anxiety, that's sin. Think about it. If we're worried about our future, our life, our needs, food and clothes, which really comes down to money, right? Because that's what we need to buy these things. What, what is that really showing? It's showing that we lack faith, right? We lack faith. We doubt God's goodness, our Father's goodness and his love for us. And that is sin. That's something that... That's, that's wrong. And actually, verse 25 that we, should, we just read is actually closely connected with the passage before. When we talked about the treasures in heaven and what we focus on and, and we serve God or, or money. It's actually closely connected. Don't store up treasures on earth. Serve money. Because sin, we talked about um, the last few weeks, we talked about that's a sin that usually the wealthy struggle with, Right? That's a struggle for wealthy people, which most of us would be considered that in the world. Here it says, don't worry about the basic necessities. He comes into this part, says, don't worry about the basic necessities. That's a sin struggle for the poor or somebody who's going through a hard time financially. You see, he's covering both. We're doing well. We're not doing well. We both are tempted to sin when it comes to money. One, to store up and and make that an idol. The other one is to worry about it. They both show that our focus is on earthly things and not on God and on eternal things. So he says, now don't worry about your life. And then he goes into talking about what what not to worry about. Once again, he's not talking about uh, the Bible. Once again, we talked about this the last couple weeks. Once again, the Bible, there's many verses that teach diligence, hard work, saving, taking care of our family. If you threw that out, you'd throw away the book of Proverbs, right? So it's in the Bible. That's important. So we know that's not what Jesus is talking about. He's not talking about the healthy working hard, saving, taking care of our families. He's not talking about that. But 
He's talking about when we cross the line from healthy diligence to an obsessive, compulsive focus. That's what he's talking about when we get focused on it and we're compulsive and obsessive. The Bible teaches us that we do our best and we leave the bless to God. That's what the Bible teaches A to Z. We do our best and we trust God to bless what we do. Colossians 3.17. Great verse. So whatever you do, and whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. <laughs> I got, I'm, I'm 51. I'm losing it here. But uh, give th- giving thanks to God the Father through him. Whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus. We do everything for Jesus. We focus. That's what, why we do everything. We're, why we're supposed to do everything is for, for Jesus. For God, we're focusing on bringing him glory. Proverbs 19.21. I'm going to look this one up. Proverbs 19.21 where he says, Many are the plans in a man's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. We can plan and we can do and we can work hard, but in the end, we leave it up to God. God is the one who does the blessing. So here's here's the picture in Scripture. We do our best for God, and then we leave the rest... With, with him. We trust him with the outcome. That's the whole point, right? But many times we hand off the football. Some of you are going to be watching football later. And we hand off the football, and after we hand off the football to God, we still carry that burden because we still worry. We still have anxiety. We're still, why? Because we handed it off to God, but we didn't really hand it off. It was one of those fake handoffs, right? It was a fake handoff. I prayed, I gave it to God, but God thought he got the football, but no, I'm still holding on. Still our burden. And, and that's, that's the picture. It could be our finances. It could, which Jesus is talking about here, it could be our health. It could be our job. It could be raising our kids in fear of what's going to happen to our kids. It could be our grades. It could be our sports that we're involved in. It could be our goals for our life. It could be anything. Anything. We do our best And then we worry about the success. We worry about results. Isn't that what anxiety is, what Jesus is talking about here? We're worried about the result. We're worried about the success. Instead of trusting God to bless in the way that he thinks is best for us. Isn't that what worry really is? Worry really is. We're worried what God's going to do or not do. Because if we really trust them, we don't worry about anything. We don't worry about our kids. We don't worry about our money. We don't worry about our job. We don't worry about... What's going to happen to our health and doctor visits? And We don't worry because we know we trust God. But worry and anxiety comes when we do the fake handoff and we're still carrying that. Keith Green had a great song, and we're going to show a little version. Lori put together a really great version of it a little later after, at the end of the sermon. But it was called, He'll Take Care of the Rest. And some of you might remember her old enough member, Keith Green, and He'll Take Care of the Rest. And, and the, the basis of the song is we just keep doing our best and pray that it's blessed and he'll take care of the rest. And I have a slide. Uh, Josh, is there a slide there? Lori put together a nice slide on this. No slide. Where's Lori? <laughs> All right. Well, you're going to have to remember it then. All right. We're going to have to remember it. Uh, somehow we didn't get that downloaded. But we do our best. Make a little math equation for you here. We do our best for God. We pray that it's blessed by God. Okay, so we do our best for God. We pray that it's blessed by God. But when we're praying that, we're really praying that it's according to his purpose. It's not just so we can get what we want, right? We say, God, your will for you. So we pray that it's blessed for God. I'm sorry, we do our best for God. We pray that it's 
plus praying that it's blessed by God. And then the equal is we rest. We rest because God will take care of the rest. We can rest in that after that because God will take care of the rest. So if you want to remember it this way, best plus blessed equals rest. All right? Somehow remember that equation because it's, it's, it's so true. And here's the test if we're really doing it. Here's the test. Is our heart at rest? Do we have peace? After we've done this, after we've done our best and pray for God's blessing, do we have that peace? Do we really leave it, the rest, to God? Do we, best, do, we do our best and really leave that resting, to, the rest to God? Work. With work. We work very hard. We're careful. We're honest. We're diligent. Can we go home at night and leave our work at the office? Or do we carry it home? Finances. We're frugal and we give to God you know, what God asks us to give. We're generous to God with, with treasures in heaven. And we are frugal and we're careful. But after we do that, are we focused? Are we ch- constantly checking the stock market for those who have stock? Or we're constantly worried and focused on that? You know, anxious about that? Farmers. I know that we don't have any farmers here, but I grew up on a farm, so I like to throw in a farm one. A farmer, he plants... He, he, I'm sorry, first he plows, i got to remember this. He plows, then he plants, and then he depends on God. And do farmers, do they, do they trust God for the harvest, or do we out there watching to see if it's growing? I remember getting worried that the corn wasn't going to go right when I was just a little kid. I remember going out and digging up the corn and seeing, is it coming out yet? And, oh, there it is. You know, he's being worried that it wasn't going to open. And that's... Do we trust God for that harvest? Same with ministry. Do we trust God for the harvest with ministry? Do we pray and teach? A lot of you are involved in different ministries. Do we teach? We encourage? We disciple? We evangelize? And then do we, do we trust God or do we get discouraged because things aren't happening the way we want to see it happen? Parents. None of you can relate to this. We love our kids. We teach our kids. We give our kids freedom and space. And uh, then what? What if they aren't doing what we want them to do? Do we freak out sometimes? Do we, uh, get, discour- do we get discouraged? Do we become helicopter parents? You know, just, you know what I mean? Helicopter parents, that's the new thing. Parents, they, even when they go to college, they follow them around. You know, they're, they're just focused, buzzing around them, even in college. When they get out of college, they're buzzing around their kids. You know, do we, do we stalk them? You know, once in a while, the kids are like, how did you find that out? Are you stalking us? And no, people tell us. We don't have to stalk you, right? But, but parents, same thing. With school, those who are in school, do we study and do our best and trust God to lead us to the right college and the right career that he wants? Or do we cheat because we're worried we're not going to do well enough? We cheat. Or do we stay up all night all the time, all-nighters, pulling all-nighters, and, and take the SAT 18 times, you know, trying to somehow get that better score because i got to do better. Sports, do we play our hardest for God and trust the results to him? Are we eating up if we don't reach our goals, our athletic goals? It could be anything. I just threw out a bunch of them. Anything in our life. You fill in the blanks. Are we anxious about anything in our life? For our country. Friday the 28th was 40 days till the election. A lot of people are very anxious about this country. And I'm one of them. <laughs> uh, but we pray, we, do, we, we're going to take this 40 days and pray for the election. We pray, we vote, and then we, we trust God with the results. Do we do that? 
Or do we realize that, no, if, if, the wrong per, if the person that we don't want to be elected gets elected, God's hands are going to be tied for four more years. He's not going to be able to accomplish any of his purposes in this world. Right? I mean, think about that. Do you think God's affected by the election, by what he can do or can't do? I mean, obviously he's involved in all these things, but God can accomplish a lot more sometimes when things don't go the way we want them to go with a country. God, God, it, it may not be, it may, his purpose may be very painful for us or for the USA. Remember that. We pray, we vote, we trust God to see what God wants to do. God will accomplish his purpose, his will, no matter who's in office in any country. God's in control. It's so hard to trust God, though, isn't it? It's hard to let go, to not worry about the results. Isn't that hard to do? To worry about results? How do we respond when the results go against us? How do we respond when... You ever seem like everything's going against you? How do we respond when we hit that place? The world says, try harder. Try harder. Work and worry more. Right? That's the world's philosophy. You're not making ends meet. Work and worry more. Manipulate things. You can manipulate things and make things happen. If God's not working at the speed or the way we want, we manipulate things. We're going to make it happen. That's what the world teaches, right? Money, anything. That's what the world's philosophy is. How do we respond? How do we respond? Do we get upset with God? It's okay to be disappointed, isn't it? We're all disappointed daily. It's okay to be disappointed, but it's important not to let it become despair. It's okay to grieve when there's a loss. Grief is a a gift from God. It's good to grieve. But we have to be careful that that grief doesn't cross over and become bitterness, which can happen many, many times. Bitterness. Say, God, we realize that, God, I am sad, and I'm experiencing this loss, and I know you're with me, but I know you're going to work it for good somehow. It's also natural to become frustrated, but it's important not to let that frustration turn to sinful anger. Not wrong to be anger, but in your anger, do not sin. The the anger that turns into sin, it's really important not to let that frustration turn into that kind of anger. It's it's natural to be stressed. Anybody here not have any stress? I want to come live at your house, all right? If you don't have any stress, I want to stay near you. But you won't want, want me near you because you will be stressed then. But, but if stress is something we all deal with, and it goes up and down. It's like a roller coaster, isn't it? Sometimes it's down here, sometimes it's up here. But it's this roller coaster ride of stress. We deal with stress constantly. But it's important not to let that stress cross over into anxiety, which is what Jesus is talking about here, that anxiety. Anxiety, becoming anxious. What's going to happen to me now what's going to happen because that all comes back to a lack of faith it's a lack of faith and it's hard isn't it how when we're in a crisis like that how do we get through it how do we deal with stress and anxiety and and work through it every day how do we go through that how do we battle through that Kim Kim, Kim has got two more days of Radiation, six weeks of that. How does I know how she went through it? She shared that. You gotta. You got, we have to battle. Tuesday's the last day, right? We're gonna have a party next week. Be here next Sunday. But it's a battle, isn't it? Every day, we cling to the promises of God. Every day, 
And every trial, every struggle, every anxiety we face has a different promise in Scripture. The needs one. The needs one, Philippians 4.19, And my God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Notice he didn't say, my God will meet all your greed, but all your need. Needs. That's the promise. And we cling to that as a promise for peace. We cling to that. And every day, I mentioned Kim, every day we, we pray through it. It's every day. You, you don't wake up, right? You don't wake up three weeks in and say, oh, I have peace. It's going to be easy now. Every day, it's a battle for us. We have to battle through it every day. Cling to the promises, praying through it, battling through the anxiety and fear and, and daily in prayer. And, and then even when we battle through, we still have to learn to trust him even when we are disappointed in the results. Just because we pray through it doesn't mean that there's a happy ending. There's not, you know, the happy ending Sunday, you know, friendlies. You know, it doesn't mean every time we pray through there's going to be a happy ending. But we still trust God for the results. We still, when we, we're disappointed in the results, we, 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 we're disappointed we're still facing serious needs. God has a purpose even in that because God uses that to teach us dependence. And when do we usually do better spiritually? Think of your life, looking back. Do we do better when things are going great or when things are hard? About 99.9% of the time, it's when we're going through a trial. That's when we depend on God. That's when we grow spiritually. We do better spiritually when we're in need than when we're in plenty. That's just, it's a, that's not, didn't start with us. Psalm 119, David writes in Psalm 119, 67, he said, um, it was good for me. Oh, before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I obey your word. And then verse 71, he says, it was good for me to be afflicted so that I might learn your decrees. When we're afflicted, when we go through trials, that's when we really understand God's word and we really are close to him. God uses the hard times to grow us spiritually. I got off the phone with Linnell last night. Linnell's been in the hospital. He finally got out of the hospital. I'll give him a call. He, you know, he needs the encouragement. He's doing dialysis. Going through a lot. Going through a lot. And, but I'll have to say this about Linnell. I never saw so much, heard so much spiritual depth from Linnell. And he's grown tremendously, wonderful guy. But the depth that he has reached spiritually through this last crisis that almost killed him is unbelievable. I mean, I'm just listening to him. I'm like thinking, I wish I had this on tape, the things he was saying. And he said a lot. You know Linnell. He said a lot. And he goes, I must be feeling better, Pastor Chuck. I'm talking still, aren't I? Yeah. And he, but he, it was so deep. It was amazing. It was like better than any sermon I've ever heard preached. And because God had worked through what he is going through. But we have to keep the focus. Matthew 6.25, that, the focus in Matthew 6.25 where he says, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is life not more important than food, and the body more important than clothes? We are so focused and anxious about the basic necessities that we forget we need to just trust God. Are Are we that way? Are you anxious about something? Or are we trusting God with our life and our body, whatever he does with it? 
Whatever he does with our life and body, do we trust him with it? Is this easy? No. A great example of both sides of this was the, um, I don't know if you watched, well, most of you watched the Olympics, the Blade Runner, Oscar Pistorius. I don't even know if I'm saying his last name right, but we'll call him Oscar. I don't know if you know he's a Christian, and I was reading an article about him. He became the first disabled athlete to take part in the Olympic Games. He, in the Paralympics, he dominates. He's won the 100, the 200, the 400. He's, he's dominates everything, committed Christian. says here, the 25-year-old South African, born without fibula in each of his legs, had both of them amputated below the knee before he was even one year old. He's known as the blade runner due to the blade-like carbon fiber artificial limbs. It says, uh, Never, nevertheless, his personal achievements, worldwide fame, and his deep passion for athletics, Oscar is clear about whom and what is central in his life. God is the most important person in the world to me, he told an interviewer. If I'm on the right place spiritually, it helps me with everything else. Got that? If I'm in the right place spiritually, it helps me with everything else. There's a reason for all this in a minute. In his quest to compete in the London Games, he, had to, he was disqualified. He said he couldn't do it. It's an unfair advantage because he has these carbon blades. Then they finally said, no, it's not an advantage. He did a big study. They let him do it. They let him run. He did phenomenal in the Olympics. He made it to semis, at least. I remember watching. It says, um, it says there are still people that are upset about him competing because they think it's cheating. It really upsets him. He says, despite the many obstacles, he's clear about the source of his strength during the trials he has faced. Christ makes all the difference. He aids me in my struggles and makes my glories that much better. Not worrying about our life. Here's an example. Not worrying about our body. Here's an example. Here's a guy without legs. And his focus is God. And he trusts God with what happens. Now, awesome story. Great illustration of this, right? But you know what this dodo does? He goes to, after the Olympics is over, he goes to the Paralympics, and he loses his first race ever there. He gets beaten one of the races by this, uh, another runner who has the same kind of legs as him. He gets beat. And as soon as the race is over, Oscar says, the guy cheated. His legs are too long. His legs are longer than mine, and that's cheating. There should be a limit on how long the legs can be. Now, think about what Oscar's already gone through during the Olympics, right? Look at this beautiful testimony. And he sinks this ship, com- complaining about somebody else cheating, and it, it just totally destroyed his, all the good feelings we had about, uh, good feelings he had about the Olympics and everything, right? Because he, he's, he's, he lost much of his witness. Why? What did Oscar stop focusing on? He started focusing on the success. Instead of doing his best and trusting God to bless and leaving the rest to God, he started focusing on success. And as a result, he hurt his witness. Can you believe he did that? I mean, really, is that crazy? We do it all the time, don't we? I do it constantly. I constantly do this. I'm like, like, Oscar, I'm glad I'm not in the public eye. You know, I'm not on the news because I do the same thing constantly. What he did publicly, I struggle with it every day. We lose sight of what our real purpose is. It's to do our best, ask 
that God would bless it according to his will. And then we just rest because we're letting God do the rest. How are we doing today? How are we doing? Are we worried, anxious, or at peace, content? Maybe we're struggling and we just need to really battle through and claim promises of God this morning and wrestle through some crisis and struggle and trust our Father, knowing Romans 8.28. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his good purpose. I pray this constantly for my life, for my kids, for you guys. God, accomplish your good purpose. Might not be what I want. It might not be successful. It might not be comfortable. It might be very painful. But it's that constant surrendering and saying, God, what is your good purpose? What is your good purpose? Maybe you're here today and you're not a Christian yet. You can't rest in God's good purpose because he's not your father yet, your heavenly father. But he wants to be. He wants to be. That's why he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for us. To pay for our sin, all the sins we've ever committed or ever will commit. He died, to pay, he died on that cross to pay for those sins. So that we could be forgiven and the wall could come down between us and God and we could have a relationship with God as our Heavenly Father. Have you ever taken that step of faith? Let's pray. As we go to this time of prayer, how is God speaking to us? Maybe you're here today and you're living a life of anxiety and worry and fear because you've never put your faith in Jesus Christ. You don't have a heavenly father that you can go to at any time with anything. But that can change right now. By putting your faith in Jesus Christ. Right where you're sitting. It doesn't take any religious ritual or person. It's between you and God. You can pray and start your relationship with God as your Heavenly Father right now. Just say something like this. Say, God, I, I know I've done wrong. I know I've sinned. I know I've done a lot that has separated me from you. And I repent of that sin. I turn away from that life. And ask you to forgive me. Please forgive me through your son Jesus Christ. Who died on the cross for me. I put my faith in him. And I give my life to Jesus. I want to be your child. If you've taken that step of faith, you now belong to Jesus Christ. And you can call God, the creator of the universe, your father. And go to him anytime with any anxiety, any fear, anything. You can go to him for his mercy and his grace. And I want to encourage you to let somebody know if you've taken that step. Let me know. Felt the card, email, call. Tell somebody that you came with. Tell somebody so that we can encourage you and help you and be excited for you, your new spiritual life, your new relationship with God. 
for those of us who have already put our faith in Christ, how is the Holy Spirit speaking to us? Are we anxious about anything? What are we worried about? What is keeping us from resting and leaving the rest to God? Can we pray through that this morning and say, God, I'm going to do my best. Pray that it's blessed. And then I'm going to rest in you. I just want to end with a little song that Lori put together based on the Keith Green version. And just as we watch, I hope this tune sticks in your mind. It's been bouncing around in my head all week. Just watch the words. I know it ain't no use in banging your head up against that cold stone wall. Because nobody's perfect except for the Lord. And even the best are bound to fall. Remember, He is divine and you are the branch. He'd love to get you through it if you give him a chance. So just keep doing your best and pray that it's blessed. And Jesus takes care of the rest. The Lord said that he'll take care of the rest. He's going to do it and he'll take care of the rest. He'll see you through it. Yeah, he'll take care of the rest. The devil blew it. He'll take care of the He'll take care of the rest. You just think about Moses in front of the burning bush, barefoot on the holy ground. You know he must have been thinking, hey, what's an old dude like me gonna tell him all when I go down? But the Lord said, hey, Mo, don't you worry about you going down south, cause I'll be saying every word that comes out of your mouth. You just keep doing your best and pray that it's blessed. Hey, Mo. I'll take care of the rest. Yes, the Lord said that He'll take care of the rest. He's gonna do it, and He'll take care of the rest. He'll see you through it. Yeah, He'll take care of the rest. Oh, Pharaoh blew it. He'll take care of the. He'll take care of the rest. Just believe, and you'll receive. That comfort you need You just think about all those lonely people you know They've got everything they want But they've got empty souls He'll take care of the 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 rest You just think about Noah Getting out his umbrella When there wasn't a cloud in the sky all the neighbors would laugh at his pet giraffe And they would all snicker as he passed by The Lord said, now Noah, be cool Just keep on building that boat It's just a matter of time Till they see who's gonna float You just keep doing your best Doing your best Pray that it's blessed And Noah, I'll take care of the rest I'm the weatherman the Lord said that he'll take care of the rest. He's gonna do it. He'll take care of the rest. He'll see you through it. Yeah. He'll take care of the rest. His neighbors blew it. He'll take care of the, he'll take care of the, he'll take care of the rest. Hallelujah. He'll take care of the rest.
Jesus can give it to you. Yeah.